1: well 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 friends what's good it's your boy Sanchez and Cedric and we are back in the saddle coming to you live from for me I'm at Anderson University at a camp this week and Cedric is in his lovely Freshly painted office, right. I see.
0: COVID projects. Nice. COVID projects. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I feel good about it. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my wife. She was doing this while I was probably cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Yeah. This, yep. this and- office and the dining room and the front room, she painted. I helped her get the wallpaper down off the one wall in uh, the front room, but I left the painting to her. I, you know, I cooked. Made her a nice meal for her labor.
1: Nice, nice. And I am uh, at a camp that I do every year called Boys State, where uh, rising juniors in high school, the best of the best in the state, they come together. Um, this year, we're a little bit low because of COVID. We have about 600 boys. And they come, they run a mock government, they learn about politics, they learn about business, law school, music school, all sorts of isn't things. There a, they get into parties. Isn't there a documentary
0: There's, on Boy State?
1: Yeah, there there is a documentary on but Boy State. But it was state, in Texas. And awful. Right? And it was awful. It was awful. Sorry, sorry, Boy State. Y'all should've y'all should have filmed South Carolina because South Carolina is the best boy state. Right. In the country, but I digress. So I'm here for a week. Uh, I'm over uh, the music school, the talent show, and we do like a Saturday night live band thing. So okay. it's super dope. A lot of fun. And so I'm here for the week and I'll be back in town uh, later on this weekend. And so, but Cedric and I, we wanted to jump on here and talk about a few hot topics, a few things that we've been brewing on. Uh, but again, this wouldn't be possible virtually Um, And the way we're doing it without our Patreon So shout out to our Patreons, our new Patreons Thank you all for supporting us um, And sustaining this podcast During this COVID season And even today, we appreciate it And today, Cedric What we talking about, my man?
0: Yo, there's so many things we could talk about Because we actually haven't talked about Some things in a minute Not pretty much since the uh, Gosh, George Floyd Trial or what? What am I like? Sorry, the officer Chauvin, Derek Chauvin trial, uh, verdict coming in. But uh, maybe a few weeks after that, of course, Ray was in the house, you know, doing his thing, Mm -hmm. the third member of the trio. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Uh, today it just so happens that the federal government has a. Officially made June 10th a federally 10th. recognized holiday. June 19th. Yep. How do you feel about that? Well, <laughs> before I maybe tell how... Maybe. What am I talking about? We are here so I can tell what I think about it. Before I express or share how I feel about it, I feel like we should just in case explain... To the people at home listening, what Juneteenth is in like 30 seconds or less. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. You, you doing it or I'm doing it? You go All right. it. So Juneteenth is the day that the Emancipation Proclamation was read in Galveston, Texas, the farthest reach of the United States territory at the time. It was read on June 19th, 1865, approximately two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was originally... Uh, written into law on uh, January, gosh, what, 1st, 1863? Mm-hmm. Um. So it took that long for word of liberation and freedom for slaves to reach the farthest reaches of our country. So that's the day that African-Americans have traditionally celebrated the end of slavery. It is, in essence, black American Independence Day, because Lord knows, mm-hmm. July Fourth, seventeen seventy six, Declaration of Independence was not for us.
1: Facts, facts. Yeah. No, no lies detected, and so, so again, Juneteenth. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, for some folks they've been celebrating it for years, but it, it's it's grown popular over the last couple of years, which is cool because of the awareness. And that sort of thing. But um, one of the thoughts I had this week, uh, or actually today, this morning, I was doing a seminar for a, a large organization. And I was one of the panelists. And I was, you know, it came up about allyship and social action and, and social impact. And I said, you know, so what do we do now with Juneteenth and the Fourth of July? <laughs> because those are very conflicting, <laughs> in my opinion. And So how do we, how do we reconcile those things so Reconcile. Um, so we, we still s-
0: haven't figured out that Cinco de Mayo right. has nothing to do with Mexican <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs>
1: <Facts>. <laughs> right. That's just an American Let, national let's, holiday. Let's let's take American care of that one first
0: even though that's not even a right. federally recognized holiday. That's just white people appropriate appropriating ish.
1: Right. 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 And so so again, with Juneteenth, you know, the question was, you know, do you think that this is something like is, is essentially something to be celebrated, or is this bill just kind of smoke and mirrors, right? Like, is it just a distraction um, to to shut people up? It's kind of like when when uh, in the in the Christian context, you know, uh, it's like somebody bringing a black pastor in on stage to say, oh, we're not racist. Look, we have this black friend coming to speak, but. We're not going to change or address the racism or the things and the systems that got us here. And so with Juneteenth, we're going to make it a federal holiday. But wait, didn't we just like didn't like 30 something states just signed a a, a law into place about protesting? Wait, aren't we dealing with voter suppression right now in a few states, particularly the state of North Carolina?
0: Didn't we just refuse (laughs) to uh, have a best a deeper in-depth investigation into the events of January 6th?
1: Right, right. Of and, and,
0: but 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 white nationalism, you know, trying to have a or trying, they had an insurrection. It failed, fortunately, but you know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 but but wait, Cedric, wait, wait. Shouldn't we be grateful? Isn't this what we wanted?
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> uh, let's keep it really real. So the question is, should it be celebrated or is this just smoke and mirrors? It's both. Okay, it's both. Can black people celebrate (laughs) Juneteenth? Yes, we've been celebrating before it was a federally mandated holiday. So when you say celebrate, that's the first thing that goes to my mind. Should we celebrate it becoming a nationally or recognized holiday? That's where I have mixed feelings and that's where the smoke and mirrors part comes in, because it is not lost on me and many others. That this comes in the midst of such a wide uh, push across the country to ban the teaching of critical race theory in schools, in places of education. Right. Right. And let's let's be clear without going really in depth, because we're going to do a different episode on CRT and go more in depth. These... Attempts to ban CRT from uh, from uh, academics. academics is like a push to ban the designated hitter in the National League in Major League Baseball. Right, they don't even have right. a DH. Like right. you're banning right. something that doesn't even right happen right. except right. for interleague right. Pe- play.
1: Right. Well, it's because like number one. Nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. So one one side is talking about the actual meaning of critical race theory. The other side is either talking about critical theory or they're not talking about what critical race theory right. is. No, and they they're not up with their own thing. The, And they 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 they're defending criti- uh, Christian or nationalism, white nationalism if anything more so. Right. Than that's anything, so. but
0: basically, and that's where the smokescreen comes in, right? Because right, right. what in essence right. has gone on is that uh, is that you have a group of people who have basically pushed up against not critical race theory, only critical race theory in name. What they are actually pushing up against is uh, anti-racism training, right. and they're also pushing up against the accurate telling of history, of including. Yep. History being told by the margin the historically marginalized and oppressed. We want to continue right. to whitewash right. history. We want to continue to keep the story in the hands of the victors, right? Because as we right. said many, many, many podcasts ago, to the victor does not go the spoils necessarily. To the victor goes the story.
1: And right. they don't and want they, to give up yeah.
0: the power of story.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep, and kinda of what I what I alluded to uh last podcast maybe about like uh one of my favorite movies, Now You See Me, kinda of like the magic trick mm-hmm. and the, the art of distraction. So so Juneteenth is the magic trick, but the, the real trick is actually going on, is is to distract you from these yeah. arguments about critical race theory, these 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 issues with voter suppression, and everything else going mm-hmm. on. So yeah, let's just let's push this Juneteenth thing because that's really not a threat. And, and besides, it gives us another day off in the year. Uh, and let's let's get everybody up, you know, you know, excited about that and focus off of what we really don't want to happen. Um, and that's for us to be honest and accountable to uh, America's history right. uh, with racism always. Right.
0: So my fully cynical self is like, so basically what this amounts to is that um, Colt 45 is going to be to Juneteenth what Corona is to Cinco de Mayo and what Guinness is to St. Patrick's Day. That it basically become this day that's appropriated so that those deemed white can go ahead and show how not racist they are by celebrating Juneteenth and appropriating black culture inaccurately for a day, like we do yep. with Cinco de Mayo, right? And on how, you yep. know, on, on St. Patrick's Day, everybody in their mama is Irish. You know, in, in years to come, <laughs> Juneteenth, we're going to be hearing people talking about, you know, I did, a, 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 what is it, 21 or 23 or... And, uh, ancestry.com oh the yeah ancestry right and they say yeah. like, well you know I took it and I'm one-tenth uh, from <laughs> uh, from from Ghana so you know right my people I'm one of you I'm 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 black right 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 it's like right okay yeah. let me ask you a question you ever been following the story you ain't been following the story you ain't black <laughs> right Kay. right 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 yeah or you 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 passing <laughs> right
1: right yeah,
0: passing yeah. for white. So, so
1: right and so again I'm not I'm not taking away from the celebration of Juneteenth and and, and again right, like, we gonna celebrate
0: it regardless
1: right right I'm definitely not taking away from it but I'm also not going to allow it to distract me from the work that has to continue on in in, in telling the truth about America and so that we can move forward you know i get asked you know from particularly white people well what do we need what do we need to do what's next what are the what are the, what's the solution well well stop asking that question like like you got to go back and learn and, and understand how we got here in the first place you know you have to go back and learn and understand why this is an issue in the first place. And so I think without learning and actually going back in history mm-hmm. and understanding the, the severity of the issue, um, that's where the misstep is. And so we just see this as a, a as a ploy, mm-hmm. as a trend, um, and as an opportunity to inauthentically <laughs> be in solidarity with, you know, black people in America. Right. Um, and, and then then like it's like, okay, we're, we're going to get lit and celebrate Juneteenth, but we're also going to simultaneously and good consciousness still celebrate the 4th of july
0: yeah. while well i don't have a problem with them celebrating the 4th of july i really don't no 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 yeah, no, yeah.
1: no 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 that is, is but but i'm saying like just the dichotomy of not understanding the the, the differences between the two the historical differences is what i'm referring right. to yeah uh, of you know but so. you
0: know where they could learn about the historical differences where critical race theory <laughs> but it, it but it makes sense because, think about it, what's the thing for years, long before we ever even knew each other, we'll mm-hmm. often hear if we started talking about race, what was the most commonly repeated thing that we would hear? Well, slavery's over. Well, slavery's so over. So It makes sense if you really think about it to recognize Juneteenth because it's also this kind of backwards sly way of saying the yeah, end of slavery yeah. was also the end of your grievance and your complaint
1: that's good that's good I think somebody actually said
0: something about that on my Facebook okay I didn't see posted. it so I ain't plagiarized yeah 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 but yeah. no 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 <laughs> something did. something you said um got me thinking. Because you made a pop culture reference and 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 listeners of the podcast know I love pop culture references. Now I've never seen mm. Now You See Me, not the first one, not the second one, but I have seen the prestige. Okay. With uh Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Christopher Nolan movie. Have you seen it? I have You'll it. You'll like it. You should watch it. I have it. Okay. You can borrow okay. it. Um <laughs> I have to buy a DVD player, bro. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> Ours right, is bar. Right, right. I th- you know what? This is gonna sound real bougie, but you know, I might have an extra one's lying around somewhere. <laughs> ah, just so you know, the Lundys ain't broke. But uh, yeah, so it's the Prestige is, in essence, uh, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale's characters are both magi- magicians, and they end up. They start off as friends, but they end up competing against each one another, and it just gets out of hand. But yeah. here's one of the main quotes from the movie, which goes back to what you were describing from, um, from Now You See Me. Here's a quote. Every great magic trick consists of three parts or acts. The first part is called the pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary, a deck of cards, a bird or a man. He shows you this object. Perhaps he asks you to inspect it to see if it is indeed real, unaltered and normal. But of course, it probably isn't. So in this case, the pledge would be post Ahmad Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and especially after the George Floyd video. There was a pledge mm-hmm. made. There yep. was a pledge made by white America to do better and to yep. really start to work towards ending racism. Notice yep. I did not say anything about dismantling white supremacy. Okay? Yep. Now, the quote goes on. The second act is called The Turn. The magician takes the ordinary something and makes it do something extraordinary. Now, you're looking for the secret, but you won't find it. Because, of course, you're not really looking. You don't really want to know you want mm. to be fooled. Mm. Right? That's so good. So. <laughs> here it is. Say we the pledges we're going to end racism. So we take this ordinary thing, anti-racism education. Right? But here's the turn. They take that thing that is anti-racism education. And they make it do something extraordinary. They take it and they turn it into critical race theory and then call that thing the actual racist thing. Right. Right. But that's so good. You won't find it because, of course, you're not really looking. You don't really want to know. You want to be fooled. Dude, that's so good. (laughs) But you wouldn't clap yet because making something disappear isn't enough. You have to bring it back. That's why every magic trick has a third act. The hardest part, the part we call the prestige. In this case, the prestige is we're going to federally mandate Juneteenth as a holiday Uh
1: and ignore
0: the fact that we just tricked everybody into thinking that we have actually fulfilled our pledge when we have not at all.
1: We could just end the podcast right there. <laughs> Yo, that is fire. <laughs> that is fire. And it's so true, it's so true. And and that's why I'm like, that's why I'm a proponent of like patterns, studying patterns, studying history, and just really, really paying attention. You mean analysis? To, well, <laughs> in, in a more, <laughs> in a more. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to let you talk, but I couldn't help it. I mean, you know, I, I try to be, you know, nice and cordial and, you know, you know a, a softball, you know, but, but yes, just basic analysis of what's going on because everything you just said is exactly what happens every time there's something like this going on culturally. Um, whether it's with a shooting of, of, of an of a unarmed black person, mm-hmm. whether it's trying to get bills passed, um, we're going to figure something out to, to deflect. We're going to give the people something to deflect. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we really don't want to because we're just more about deception and maintaining right. than we are actually changing. Yep. While we
0: totally dismantle um, voting rights in technically the most legal way we can, but in essence... Violate people's voting rights. Because let's remember, there was two things going on at the same time. There's this push against anti-racism, and then there is this total adjustment to voting laws to make sure that what happened in November doesn't repeat itself.
1: Right, right, right. Which is intentional. Right. <laughs> Very right. intentional. And so to again- keep
0: saying that the election was stolen or inferring and implying and just pretend like January sixth never happened. It's a bad dream. Right. We're, we can move right. on.
1: Right, and the only thing historically we've learned is that the Republican Party has only been has been the only party to make that argument historically right. about about the vote. And again, this is not a shot at Republicans or Democrats. That's not what I'm about, but. This is the facts, like we, we've gotta acknowledge. Yeah. So so again, I think that's why, yeah. you know, based on everything we we've said, like, yes, I'm going to celebrate Juneteenth and participate and, and obviously be grateful. Be quote unquote grateful for the holiday and the day off, sure. But I'm also not gonna be fooled and naive to think like that's that's a huge step in the right direction.
0: Right. But also You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no. I
1: mean you're absolutely right. But, it's it's a convenient step in the right direction, right. and it plays into the hands of those that are wanting to distract everybody else from what's going on. Because if I can, if we can just get the pressure off, if we can just get the the, um, if we can just get the the culture the Americans uh, knee off our neck for a second, then then then, then we'll be we'll be fine. Right. We can we can give them Juneteenth. We'll make a big deal out of it. We'll market it, and we'll we'll celebrate it. We'll probably national do something national on Saturday for yeah. it, right? But. Underneath, what other bills are going to be sliding on this table?
0: Right. Well, <laughs> what? what else are we going to be doing in the meanwhile in another back room? Right? Because exactly. this will be on the up and exactly. up. And it won't be something else that's tucked into excuse me, that piece of legislation. It'll be something else that's on the back burner. Because look, they don't need to sneak anything else in it because it got unanimous approval. Right. Which tells you right. it ain't threatening to anybody to make this move. Unlike a commission to fully investigate the events of January 6th. Unlike calling a spade a spade with dismantling the 13th Amendment.
1: Right.
0: Right? Um, Or, sorry, uh, and the Voting Rights Act. That's what I meant to say, not the 13th Amendment, but the Voting Rights Act. But, I mean, let's keep it really real here because I would be amiss and I would dishonor my own direct ancestors if, if we didn't also acknowledge... The truth about Juneteenth, or the significance of Juneteenth, Mm -hmm. Juneteenth did not result in all the slaves being free. No. We need to remember that the great liberator, as he is known, Abraham Lincoln, did not free all the slaves. No. The Emancipation Proclamation only freed the slaves in the current, at the time, Confederate States of America. It did not end slavery in the Union. So Tennessee, who was a part of the Confederacy when the Civil War started, but got out of the Confederacy before the Civil War ended, did not legally have to or be required by the emancipation proclamation free the slaves slavery continued in the state of Tennessee right and my great grandfather was a runaway slave from the state of Tennessee i've told the story before on the podcast i'm not going to tell it All again, but in essence, my great-grandfather, my granny on my father's side's father had been imprisoned for helping out another slave in the field who was sick, meet his quota. Somebody, whether it was his slave master or another slave master, got upset about this, put him in jail. At least, oh, sorry, here I go. I'm telling the story (laughs) the way I was originally told it, and then... Yeah. One of the times I was home over Christmas recently, my dad said, that's not what happened. Because I had saw, oh. seen my Aunt Miriam post something about what had really happened. See, here I go. It's short story all of a sudden become a long story because I told it the wrong way the first time. <laughs> right? But so I saw my Aunt Miriam post something about um, in response to uh, some kind of post that somebody said uh, about um, how many of y'all's like great-great-granddaddy. Like basically had to flee to the north for whipping some white person's tail, and my aunt Miriam mm. was like, "Yep, my 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 granddad." And I was like, "What?" Wow. And so I asked my dad about it. He said, "Yeah." He said, it "Wasn't that your your grandfather, your great grandfather? My my grandfather had um, is my dad speaking saying my grandfather had helped out another fellow slave. It was the fact that he had beat." <laughs> He whipped some white dude's ass. Yeah. Because the guy tried to make a sexual advance on his wife. Wow. Wow. So, he had gotten put in jail, which of course they were going to kill him. Back then, putting your hands on some white man.
1: Right, right, wow. Right, so. That's crazy. Somebody
0: else, a white man, mind you. Knowing what was right, knowing that my great-grandfather was innocent, freed him from the jail in the middle of the night, told him to change your last name and head up north and don't look back.
1: Wow. Oh, God. Wow, dude. Yeah.
0: That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. Point being. Wow. It, Juneteenth wasn't even emancipation for all the slaves. Let's keep it real. No,
1: no, not at all. And not at all. So what, what do we do with this information? You know, like, again, I think this brings us to another point that you and I talked about of how this work of anti-racism in general can be very difficult at times because, you know, I had a conversation or I've been having a conversation uh, and I got a message about like, like for allyship, right? Like the tensions of, okay, well, should I celebrate this? Wait, should I not celebrate this? Like, wait, what, what do I do? Like, you're telling me I should use my privilege, but when I use my privilege, you tell me to sit back and shut up. Or, like, how, how do we navigate these dual tensions that we face where, like, we just address with Juneteenth, yeah, yeah I'm going to celebrate it, but I'm also not going to deny mm-hmm. the, the other reality with what's going yeah, on. Yeah,
0: I would tell allies, specifically those deemed white, that if you're seeking to somehow acknowledge and celebrate Juneteenth, then find out what Juneteenth celebrations are happening in your town or city. And here's the important part. That centers black voices. Yeah. And go and participate. Don't dictate, participate. Right.
1: Right. And if you get culturally uncomfortable, if you get uncomfortable, then there's some cultural work that needs to be done. Right. Because I remember a year ago, uh, some Juneteenth celebrations and protests and marches and all this stuff uh, a lot of white allies came out and they just could not culturally handle it mm-hmm. uh, you know. And mean it was too black? it was too black and so there was an opportunity for some, some education and some exposure of um, how, how racist ideas have shaped them to come and police black people in public
0: Yes. And you
1: and I have talked about that even within our own lives of, of these subconscious racist ideas yeah. that we've subscribed to that lead us to policing our own but people. But see, that's the thing so,
0: when you know that you're no longer, you're free of of tokenism is you stop policing your own blackness yep. and the blackness of others.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and, so I would say, yep. No, ahead, to your
0: ahead. point, if you're someone who's deemed White and you go into these spaces that are predominantly black, and find yourself wanting to police blackness in that space. Number one, this is gonna sound weird, but that's actually really normal. Mm. Mm. Because, mm. and it's a it's evidence that we live in a inherently white supremacist country that it mm-hmm. is so hardwired both anyone who lives in this country mm-hmm. to police blackness. Mm -hmm. And to try to restrict expressions of of black culture. Even when you are in black spaces as the, quote, only one that isn't Mm -hmm. black and you still feel that need, you need to stay despite your discomfort. Right. Instead of being like, I don't feel comfortable or this just isn't for me or whatever, like... You need to stay and you need to learn to be uncomfortable so that you can learn to be more comfortable with those expressions. And comfort doesn't mean that you have to do all the same stuff that they're doing. You can just appreciate it.
1: Right, right. And if it's uncomfortable, there's a chance like you probably just need to spend more time in it. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like a lot of people, a lot of allies are, 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 are newer, woke, quote-unquote, allies that only read books but don't have the relationships and the experiences. This is where that cognitive dissonance come in, right? right. And so, so if there is a level of discomfort around other cultures when the cultures are, and, and the people are being their full selves or bringing their full selves, then there's a chance that you need to be there. But here's the problem that I've seen is when guys like you and I, they are used to us assimilating and code-switching, and then they see us in these environments. Wow, I, I, I've, I've never seen that side of you. Like, what, 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 that's because I had not brought my full self to you, right? right? That, that's because I know you don't appreciate my full or self. Or even and if so, I don't
0: know, I don't want to take that risk because it might not be safe. Correct.
1: Correct. And so this is that tension that we're talking about. Right. And so, so again, I, I think, again, you know, I challenged <laughs> this, this organization that I spoke to this morning. Like, yo, so how, how many of y'all are willing to go... S- Sit and submit to black leadership and black culture while, while celebrating. Like if you're wanting to talk about social impact, like how are you guys socially yeah. going in places where you are not the authority, you are not the ultimate authority and voice and loudest voice in the room. And so I think putting yourselves in, in these environments and these spaces it gives you an opportunity to grow and it gives you an opportunity to see why. Black culture, like, learn more about black culture, but learn the perseverance and learn and appreciate why we as black people are are particularly proud of who we are, given the history, given the circumstances, given everything that we we have and continue to go through. And
0: and, and if you find yourself in that space and uncomfortable, then may it also be a sign to you that having a black friend isn't enough. (laughs) Whoop!
1: what's that little uh i can't yeah. even do the little, little buzzer real. you know yeah man yeah dropping bombs yes bombs. so i mean
0: and to your point i mean we were maybe going to do a whole different episode on this but since we're talking about juneteenth might as well bring it up because this is a good example of what kind of event to avoid so this is the description that uh, the historic ladder plantation in Huntersville, North Carolina, uh, just north of our hometown, Charlotte, um, was going to have on Saturday, June 19th. Uh, You will hear stories from Massa himself, who is now living in the woods. Federal troops, parenthetically Yankees, have him on the run, and his former bondsmen have occupied his home and are now living high on the hog hear how they feel about being freed men the overseer is now out of a job what will he do now that he has no one to oversee from can see to can't see white refugees have been displaced and have a story to tell as well confederate soldiers who will be heading home express their feelings about the downfall of the confederacy and then goes on to give the details of the event including how much it cost Yo, notice how much that description, it centers white people. I mean, we got, okay, we got, we got, no we got, affected. hear how they feel about being free men, right? But who else are we hearing from? We hear from him Massa himself about hiding out in the woods, right? And being on the run from from Yankee, Yankee troops and... Uh, the overseer's not out of a job. What will he do? Let's hear from the overseer. Let's hear from the white refugees. Let's hear from the Confederate soldiers. We have four different representations of white voices in this description of that event. Facts. And there's some folks, someone who I know personally, respect, friends with, we can still break bread, who would say, well, you know, They're telling the story. They're telling all sides of the story and the perspective. And, um, you know, that, you know, you apologize. Uh, But, uh, you know, well, don't you know it was a black historian that planned this too? Listen. You and I know both from personal experience, when you are a black person working in a predominantly white organization, sometimes you unnecessarily take one for the team just to fool yourself into thinking that you might have some future influence. Yep. And you will let some white racist BS nonsense happen and give approval to it, right, so that you don't lose your influence and impact in that place because you think you're making a difference. When you yep. are just being used as a mascot, yep. So to the local historian, whatever his name is, black guy who who put this on and then tried to won't apologize for the just right what they right. had planned and wanting to give like bruh bruh. Whether or not right, because he said, well, we will we will never forget the voices of our ancestors, bruh. bruh that ain't the point. The point is. Is that you have the, the voices of our ancestors being drowned out by white voices? Right. You are centering the very voices that our ancestors had to be freed from.
1: Right, 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 Stephen. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Oh,
0: Listen,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, right. literally, you you're doing it in general.
0: right as our good friend and and friend of the of the podcast, Justin Perry said in a fabulous Facebook post uh, that's like centering heterosexual voices on a celebration of Stonewall that's Mm. like centering like the the, the voice of Nazi soldiers and the overseers in a concentration camp on the day Mm. that we commemorate the holocaust Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. like saying you know what on 9-11 what we really should do (laughs) We should have some kind of dramatic presentation that we also hear from the guys who hijacked the plane and flew it into the buildings and Osama bin Laden himself. Like, we're going to also recognize the voices of the people who were on the plane and died, the 3,000 people who died that day. But we also should, you know, make sure, just so we hear all sides
1: facts yeah 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 the guys yeah. who
0: hijacked the plane
1: yep and and the
0: voices yep. of the of the Taliban foot soldiers
1: right right yeah yeah oh man Cedric for the win Cedric for the win yeah I yeah man I ain't got nothing else to say bro <laughs>
0: Burt, let's, let's wrap shit. it up then because there's playoff basketball yeah, and we could always record yeah. another episode on another topic. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> or just wait so, thank until y'all. you get in town so you can hit them keys when I really get going listen, on the Listen, bro. Order.
1: Listen, 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 listen. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, make sure y'all following us on Instagram. Share this podcast with folks. Um, again, we are so grateful for our Patreons. We're so grateful for you guys listening. Make sure you write and review us on all your media outlets. Uh, We got some stuff that we're working towards, so we're gonna enjoy the summer. Recommendation: summer reads for you. The Color of Law, The Fire Next Time, The Color of Wealth, or The Color of Wealth. Mm -hmm. And I would also recommend a short history on Reconstruction. Great reads, and yeah, we'll catch we'll catch y'all soon. See ya. Oh, Ko-